Hello, and welcome back, or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, the one, the only, Riley Breakfield, also known as Titties on Twitter. That's what my name is. That's what my friends call me. Look me up on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. <clears throat> Follow me, basically. Um, Usually, you know, I record my podcast after the Thursday night football game, but I'm fucking sick and tired of this garbage that the NFL keeps putting out there. I've said it time and time again. I'm so tired of watching these crappy offenses take the field and try to try to score points and it's just three and out, three and out, three and out, punt, three and out. I'm so over it. That I don't even care who wins that game. I don't even care who wins that game. But something crazy that I saw, somebody bet an eight bet eighty eight thousand dollars for Naheem Hines to score the first touchdown of the game. Would have paid out like nine hundred thousand dollars. But, uh, yeah, he got hurt, like, third or fourth play of the game. So, I bet that guy punched a lot of holes in his drywall because he was quite upset. But let's get into today's show. You know, hit a couple news articles, hit a couple topics I want to talk about and whatnot. And then we'll hit one love, one hate. Then we'll go into the my top ten favorite college football games and then end out with my five favorite NFL games of this week. Tell you where I'm putting my money. Let's rock and roll, baby. Tom Brady is getting divorced, allegedly. Um, well, not allegedly. Apparently, him and Giselle both got lawyers. You know, you hate to see it. Love is dead. Love just keeps dying. And, you know, they're one of my favorite celebrity couples. A couple years back, Jay Cutler and his wife, ex-wife, I guess, Kristen Cavallari, they split ways. Love is love was extremely dead for them. You know, all I have is my wife to hope that me and her last, which I think we will. You know, you hope every marriage lasts, but I don't know why we wouldn't, I guess. I, I'll kill her. Straight up, I'll kill my wife if she ever tries to leave me. I'd probably just put myself into harm's way if she ever accidentally dies somehow. But uh, love you, baby. If you're listening, probably not because you just don't listen to my show, I guess. I don't know. Love you, though. Love you, baby. Tiny kisses, big hugs. Aaron Judge hit 62 earlier this week and sparked a debate that everyone knew was coming, that he's the real home run king. Barry Bonds doesn't matter. Like I said, I firmly believe at least 75 percent of the sports world sports community baseball fans whatever i feel like they all still think that barry bonds is the home run king and he is i don't care about steroids i think steroids make together make the game better sorry dude i'm slurring over my words like crazy tonight i'm not even high i'm not even drunk nothing but he finally hit 62 i mean yeah it was quite the accomplishment the al record i guess but like I said, Barry Bonds is the home run king. I think steroids make baseball better. I don't think that it improves your hand-eye coordination. If it does, damn, I need to get on some steroids because I can't see shit straight for the life of me. But starting tomorrow, MLB playoffs will start off. Got wild card. Tampa Bay Rays going to go up against Cleveland Guardians. I'm picking the Rays to win that series. I'm just going to break down how it just take just eh, predict the World Series right now. That's all I'm going to do. I think the Rays win that one. Mariners and Blue Jays are playing. Mariners finally made the playoffs in God knows how long. I think they get out of that series. Rays will go on to play the Yankees, and the Mariners go on to play the Astros. I think we see a Rays-Astros ALCS, and I think the Rays come out on top of this one. I don't know why. I just love the Rays. I think they're a sneaky team. They they play good, but they've been playing really good in the postseason the past couple years. I think they get back to the World Series this year. Excuse me, I got the freaking burps out of nowhere. Over on the NL side, we got Phillies versus Cardinals. I 
think the Cardinals are going to come out of this one. You know, it's going to start to look a lot like there's a chance that Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina in both their last years, they're going to, that the Cardinals are going to look like heavy favorites to have a chance at the World Series. Other wildcard games, Padres and Mets. I think the Mets come out of this one. I really do like the Mets. I know they crumbled down at the end, but I think they're going to pick it up come postseason here, which sets up for Cardinals versus Braves. I think the Braves win that one. Dodgers and Mets. Dodgers have been really good this year, but like I said, I think the Mets losing the division sparked a fire under their ass. I think they're going to beat the Dodgers, so that sets up for Braves, Mets, NLCS. Mets come out on top. Sets up for Mets versus Rays World Series. I'm taking the Mets this year. I'm just riding high. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money down on it probably and just hope for the best. But definitely excited for postseason baseball. I've always been a big baseball fan. I stopped playing baseball when I was young. That's the one. That's the one sport regret I have in my life as far as playing. I wish that I would have kept playing baseball because I always loved baseball. I was always really good at baseball. I thought, you know, I thought I was a regular Ichiro slash Ken Griffey Jr. out there. I mean, I played right field half the time, so and it wasn't because I was bad. I just played on a team that needed a good outfielder. And I may be a big boy, but god damn it, am I the best fucking outfielder this world's ever seen? But career got cut short because you know traveling and shit. It it wouldn't have worked out for me. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, the chess player who got caught cheating. It was alleged. I'm not sure if it was really ever confirmed, but he had anal beads up his ass. That was helping him compete and cheat, basically. But I saw something today that they uh, found out that he's cheated 100 different times in chess matches. Crazy. Crazy. Talking a little basketball. NBA season's right around the corner. I think here in a couple episodes I'm going to give out my predictions for how I think the NBA season is going to go award wise, playoff wise. I love the, I love the NBA, I guess I love the playoffs. It's the same thing with baseball. There's just so many games to watch. You know, I might turn on one here and there, but to watch every single one, is just like beating a dead horse. It's just, and it's usually not good product. The NBA, you know, not every game necessarily matters. You know, you see teams make it to the playoffs and they can still, Still make it to the finals. We saw it happen all the time with the Cavs back, back when LeBron was there. But Victor Wem- Wembia, I believe is how you say his name, the, this guy's an absolute stud. He's like 7'3". He can do everything. He can shoot, pass, block, whatever you want him to do. The kid is a generational talent, and a lot of NBA teams are going to be tanking this year to hopefully get him because he's the type of guy that can be an MVP in the NBA Average 30 points, 10 boards, 10 assists. The guy is unbelievably talented. He was playing in the G League, something. I'm not sure what it was, but second best player in this year's draft, Scoot Henderson's an outstanding point guard. And any other year, especially in years past, it would seem, he would be the number one pick. Like, no doubt, easy. But, I mean, you're not going to miss out getting him at two. But Victor Wimbia is going to be a high, high prize. The guy... (laughs) If you haven't seen any of his clips, just go look him up. I mean, I've been seeing stuff on Twitter past couple, I would say almost a year now. But ever since this, you know, everyone's like, everyone, he kind of got brought into the spotlight a little bit little bit more. I mean, he's going to be unreal. Other NBA news, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole got into a fight at uh, Warriors preseason training camp or whatever the technical term is. Um, possible reports are saying that Jordan Poole called him a, triple single or that he might have called him donkey because he looks like donkey from Shrek. None of that's true. I'm just saying it to be funny. And the joke wasn't hidden. I didn't say it right. Probably, but 
you know, or he was upset because uh, Jordan Poole said something about his uh, butt buddy LeBron. Who knows? Could be anything. Now for my one love, one hate segment. This week, I'm loving on chocolate chip cookies. Had a, some chocolate chip cookies last night, and oh my god, you can just never go wrong with a chocolate chip cookie. It's warm, it's sweet, it's a little bit salty if it's made right. Everything about a chocolate chip cookie, and you dip it in milk, and then you put it in your mouth, and it's just heaven on earth. There's nothing like a chocolate chip cookie. It's one of the, it's one of my top three desserts, bar none. I mean, if I'm going top three, you know, that's in there. Moose tracks, ice cream is definitely in there, and cherry cheesecake, no bake, that's definitely in there. That's my top three. I'm, you know, that's just point blank period. I'm not raking them one, two, three. Just those three. They're respected in their own categories. This week, I'm hating on five-day work weeks. I feel like we, as a proper country, should move to four tens. Have a three-day weekend. I mean, you work five days and have two days to yourself. It's an absolute joke. And then your employer gets pissed off when you want to take a day off, which is an absolute joke. It's everything you're entitled to. But if we move to four-day work weeks, and I mean, you can do it in damn near everything. I mean, there's there's some industries where you can't, obviously. But if we did it, the the suicide rates in the country would probably go down. Everyone would be so much more happier. I mean, three days to yourself to do whatever you want. To not where it's Saturday, you have to pay, pack all the shit that you have to get done. Do it in one day. And then Sunday's like a relaxed day. Like, it'd be so much nicer if we only worked for four days and had three days to ourselves to do whatever the fuck we want. That needs to be... You know what? Someday I should run for Senate because here's the things that I would change. Term limits, that would be done deal. Marijuana, legal. I might even just legalize all drugs because then you get rid of the black market and then you get rid of fentanyl and cocaine and fentanyl and marijuana, fentanyl and heroin, everything. Get rid of it all. Just legalize all drugs. That's what I would do. Thirdly, what was the other one? Oh, thirdly, I would move the country to four tens. I would just make it a federal declaration and be like, if you don't follow this, your business is going under. Point blank period. That would make the world and America such a better place. I mean, we're the, we're the best country in the world. Why can't we just do things right? You know what I mean? It's because we have old people in office still. That's what it is. That's just point blank and a story. Nothing else to say about that. TCU, Kansas. First game I want to talk about. Huge game up in Lawrence. Sold out for the third time in a row now. It just shows... You know, you see a lot of I've seen a lot of stuff about these other programs across the country not having their student section show up, not having the fans show up. It shows with it when you put time and effort into a program and you're going the right way, people will show up. This is a huge game nationally in the Big Twelve for each team. I mean, both teams are undefeated right now. TCU is ranked seventeenth. Kansas is ranked nineteenth. I mean, whoever wins has a really high possibility of de- more than likely sliding in the top fifteen at the minimum. Maybe make a top 10 push. I'm betting the over on this one. I'm going over 68.5. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Kansas did struggle last week, which did did worry me about taking the over. But to me, Kansas, like they started out hot, but I I really have a lot of faith in this team, and I think they can be be a really, really good team this year and move in the right direction. And I hope to God, how cool would it be if Kansas runs the table in the Big 12, goes undefeated, wins the Big 12 championship, and then they're just sitting there in the college football playoffs and do something dangerous. That, that That's my hope and dream. I might even take the Kansas money line, but if you're a real true follower of mine, you'll see I got a little something special cooked up for Kansas this week. Another top 25 matchup. We got number 11 Utah traveling number 18 UCLA. UCLA fresh off that huge victory 
last Friday against Washington where they just absolutely dominated them. Going to be at home again. Um, huge impact on the Pac-12. Huge impact, especially for Utah. UCLA is a very good team. You know, they beat Utah. They could slide in the top 10 possibly. But Utah cannot afford to lose this one or their their hopes of making the college playoff are out the door. There's no way in hell anyone's making it in with two losses. I mean, we'd have to have only one or two one-loss or no-loss teams and a whole bunch of two-loss teams for anybody to have a chance right there. So, And especially this year, there's a lot of teams looking good and everyone's very beatable. And this is kind of a year where Utah, they they bounce back. You know, they could be in a good spot the rest of the season. But for me, I'm taking UCLA money line. I'm believing in Chip Kelly. They played a week schedule, but they showed up against Washington at home again. You know, I, I mean, they don't have any fans there, but that's that actually is kind of a bigger factor than I think people think about it. There's a difference between playing in a ruckus crowd that you're somewhat used to because you've done it before compared to playing in a crowd where there's absolutely nobody there. It can make a huge difference, so we'll see. My third game, I should have saved this one for last, by far the most important game on this weekend slate, number eight, Tennessee Vols, coming here to Death Valley, 11 a.m. kickoff. The place is going to be rocking. It's going to be an awesome it's going to be an awesome game. I mean, Tennessee has obviously a stellar offense. Everyone knows that. Hendon Hooker's an absolute stud. But LSU's defense has been playing very well. We have some of the highest-graded corners so far this season in the SEC in the country. Our secondary has always been a big key of LSU, and it's continuing through the Brian Kelly area. Hopefully it keeps on going. The big question about this game is going to be if LSU can get their offense going to keep up with Tennessee because Tennessee is going to score. There's no doubt about it. Tennessee is going to score a lot of points. We have to be able to keep up and get those stops when matter. And when we get those stops, be able to score. The Tennessee defense is not very good, especially their secondary. I mean, Pitt put up a lot of points. Somebody else put up a lot. Of, Florida put up a lot of points. If our defense can step up and our offense can step, if we can just play good, good ball, we win this game. That's why I'm taking LSU money line. I love it. I need it. If we win this game, and this clip right here that I'm gonna put, I'm gonna clip this and put this out. If we win this game, and this gets, what should we go for? A thousand views on TikTok. I'll get my fucking nipples pierced. That's how fucking juice I am for this game. That's how much faith faith I have in LSU. Give me to a thousand views. LSU get the dub. These fucking nipples are getting pierced for for you for for everybody. Kisses. Texas A&M, Alabama. Can the Aggies bounce back? I mean, they're looking really rough this year. And the biggest storyline about this game, hands down, is Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. Last year, Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies beat them at home. Now they're traveling to Tuscaloosa. Alabama is looking all right, but Milrow might start, it sounds like, instead of Bryce Young. That's why I'm taking Aggies plus 24.5. I know this Jalen Milrow kid's probably a stud, but I think that all the shit talking, all that's been going on. I feel like Jimbo's actually going to put a lot better effort into this game. That's why I'm going to ride the Aggies, but I don't think the Aggies win. I just think they cover. Mostly for the fact that I could see Alabama putting up a lot of points, and then kind of at the end, the Aggies get one last touchdown to kind of get in there. I mean, that's a 24-point. That's a huge, I mean, think about it. It could be like a 50-28 to 28 ball game. North Carolina, Miami. Somehow, some way, Miami is favored to win this game. Makes absolute zero sense to me. I, I I get it. They're coming off rest. North Carolina lost. North Carolina is like four and one though. 
Yes, their defense is terrible, but their offense is unreal. Drake May is unreal. Miami's offense has struggled all year long. They haven't looked as good as people thought they were. I'm riding UNC Moneyline on this one. I don't see how the Tar Heels don't win this one. They're, they're, the spread's at 3.5 right now in Miami's favor, which makes absolutely zero sense to me, like I just said. So I'm taking North Carolina to win this one outright. Should be, should be easy work for them. I can see them winning by two, three touchdowns. Another unranked matchup that's a big game this weekend. It's always a big game. The Red Ri- Red River Rivalry Shootout. Whew. Both teams really need this win. Oklahoma needs it a lot more than Texas. Oklahoma loses their 0-3 in the Big 12 and their hopes of a Big 12 title are out the door. Like I said, the Big 12 is loaded this year. Two losses could still get you into the conference championship game, and that's a good season, making it just making it to there, but... Texas does not want to lose this one. I mean, Quinn Ewers is back. Dylan Gabriel is out. So it's pretty obvious that Texas should win this one, I think. But you can never, ever, 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 ever bet the under in this game. Over 65 and a half. It always hits. It seems like the over always hits. That's why they call it a shootout. Guns are blazing. Points are being scored. Take the over. Trust me. Washington State, USC, another big challenge for USC. I mean, they've, they've handled them all pretty well. I really do like Washington State. I really like Cam Ward. I think there's going to be a lot of points here. Cam Ward doesn't turn the ball over. He's a very stellar quarterback. USC has been very good this year. I'm taking over at 65.5. I just feel like a lot of points are going to be scored. Both teams have really good offense. Their defenses are lackluster. So taking the over there. Another Big 12 game. I, If you've listened to any of my past episodes, like I hope that you have, you understand that I talk a lot about the Big 12 because the Big 12 is by far the best conference this year, top to bottom. It's unreal. It's loaded. Anyone can still win it right now. But both of these teams really need this. Iowa State especially. like same, They're in the same boat as Oklahoma. 0-2 in conference play. Looking down a little bit. Kansas State's really on the come up. But I really like Kansas State minus two and a half. I I don't know why, but Matt Campbell, now that he's lost two in a row, I'm starting to think that his head's in other places, possibly Nebraska, possibly Wisconsin. You know, I don't I don't feel like he's there necessarily. So Kansas State, I think, wins this one. They they're they're trending in the right direction. Really like them as a team. Next up, BYU Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame going in the right direction? That's the biggest question. BYU has struggled this year. I mean, they were, I said it, I thought they were a college playoff contender. They lost that one game to, I don't even remember now. Now they're kind of looking down. They didn't play too well against Utah State last weekend, but I think they bounced back. I think they know this is a big game. They might have been looking ahead last week. They had, they played on Thursday, so they've had plenty of rest. I'm taking the BYU money line. I just, I have a lot of faith in this team. I've said it so many times this year already. I would be very surprised if BYU doesn't come out on top. Last game in the college football cycle, Arkansas-Mississippi State. Arkansas has now lost two in a row. They could lose three, and they're going to probably lose three. Mississippi State's offense is a lot better than Arkansas's. Arkansas is just not looking good right now, and Mississippi State's trending in the right direction. I mean, Mississippi State is – I think they're honestly – they could be a top 10, top 15 team this year. I mean, they lost the game to LSU. They have, they've always lost in Death Valley. I just don't see how Mississippi State doesn't win this game. The spread's at minus 9.5 right now. I'm taking that. I think they win by 10. I think they win by 14. The odds are forever in the favor of Mississippi State in this one. So 
Bulldogs are bringing it home. Hell State. Let those fucking cowboys, cowbells ring, baby. Okay, now for my uh, top five NFL games this week. First one I'm, I give a shit about is I don't even want to talk about the NFL because this game has pissed me off. I'm sure it's 9.39 Central Time right now, and I'm sure the score is still 6-3. to three. I have no doubt in my mind. But first game I want to talk about, Chargers-Browns. The Browns have, I mean, they're 2-2 two and two right now without having their star quarterback or star rapist, some would say. But their, their roster is so talented, and the Chargers have kind of looked a little rough lately. I'm going to probably take Browns. I'm taking Browns money. I'm not probably. I'm taking Browns money line. They're at home. I think they'll sneak this one out. I just, the roster is very talented, and it's been showing through these past four, these first four games. I'm just taking Browns money line. Point, point blank kind of story. Lions and Patriots. I believe Bailey Zappi is going to be starting this weekend, but I don't understand how the Patriots are favored. It's the same thing I said about North Carolina-Miami game. I don't care who's the starting quarterback. The Lions have the best offense in the league. They have the best quarterback in the league. Jared Goff is the best quarterback in the league. I mean, his stats would say that he is. The offense has been amazing. The Patriots have always had a very stellar defense, but I don't know why. I love the Lions here. Another money line pick, Lions money line, taking that. Falcons, Bucks, Brady fresh off the divorce news. It's out in the public that it seems like it's a real thing now. I think he's going to come out. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm getting divorced, but you know what? Football is life. Fuck family, football for life. That's what Tom Brady's thinking. That's why I'm going Bucks. Minus nine and a half. Tom Brady revenge divorce tour. Adam Schefter tweeting that he retired. All that stuff. It starts now. Bucks are moving in the right direction. I love it. Cowboys, Rams. Can the Rams fix their offense? They looked abysmal last week. I mean, I saw a stat that said something when. Cooper Cup is targeted 15-plus times. They lose every game. They lose every game. they got to start getting more, start getting other guys more involved. I don't know if it's uh, Stafford doesn't trust Allen Robinson or Allen Robinson isn't getting open or what the issue is, but he, everyone thought Allen Robinson was a top 20, top 25 wide receiver in the NFL. He's not showing it this year. But then again, who's, it might be because Stafford's not getting in the ball. I believe Dak Prescott is supposed to be back this week as well, so that should be a boost for the Cowboys, maybe. But at the end of the day, I'm taking under here. I just don't. Last time we saw Dak, he didn't do very good against a very good Bucks defense. The Rams defense is also very good. Don't see a lot of points. I don't think the Rams fixed their offense. Who knows? Maybe just when they play in prime time, they suck. So they could score a lot of points. But I don't see either side getting more than 17 realistically. So that's why I'm taking the under. Last game, the Sunday night game, Bengals-Ravens. It was a big division game. Lamar's been balling out. Bengals are one two in a row. They're going up, and there was that clip that I'm not sure if you saw of Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, and then Mina Kimes chimed in talking about how going under center and shotgun the differences and what it creates for your offense. And Mina Kimes pointed out something that the Bengals have gone a lot more under center lately, opening up the play action game. Their offense seems to be gelling a lot better than it did those first two weeks. The Ravens have been give, losing games in the second half. That's why I'm taking Bengals' money line in this one. Lamar's been balling out, but they keep losing at the end of the games, and that's what's killing them. I think their last two they've lost now at the end of it in the second half. So I think it happens again, and I think the Bengals are a much better product than what they had those first two weeks. But that's just me. That's just my show. I'm Riley Brakefield. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, send to your friends, your mothers, anyone that you can. Send them to your grandma. Tell her, hey, grandma, 
my homeboy, Riley Brakefield, was talking about chocolate chip cookies. I miss your chocolate chip cookies. Please come, please bake them. I'll come over and get them, send them in the mail, whatever you got to do. doesn't matter. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Thank you for sticking around and take these fucking pics. I know they're going to hit. But for now, your boy Titties is out, and I love you.